It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, before we get into what if, guys, I want to do a little bit of a shameless plug for Earl and I. We've got Behind the Glass coming to you tonight at 7.15. I think this is like our fourth or fifth episode. I still haven't made a graphic. We're waiting on headshots. Just imagine a graphic is up right now. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about tonight, Earl. Do you have any idea? Uh, so I came up with something while I was sitting in the car. I think we're going to talk about the, the old contract situation. Justin Herbert just got, I think, up to $215 million in guaranteed money. Must be and the nice. further we get away from Deshaun Watson's contract, the more I'm starting to understand that his contract is definitely unique and one of a kind. So, Yeah, so you can check that out tonight at 7.15 for Behind the Glass right here on UCSS. And now we're going to get into... What if? So, guys, our first what if question today brought to you by Steve Becker. Thanks for the ideas. Uh, is what if Art Modell never moved the Browns? We have some rank, we have some championships. We would have had Ray Lewis. We'd have had Ed Reed. Man, we'd have had the best defense known to man. No, I don't. I've, <laughs> I've thought about this. Oh, uh, here you go. <laughs> man, we would have had a ring. Don't I, do that. Don't say we wouldn't have. Listen, <laughs> I, I think. I think the catalyst when, when Art Modell moved, I think it changed his mindset on a lot of different things. <laughs> I think it did, bro. Like, I think it, it, it made him be like, okay, like. Jason's going to agree with you. Like, it just, because you think about it. If he, it, would he still have hired Ozzie Newsom, right? That's the catalyst. Why that, would he not? That's that's the thing for me. Why, why wouldn't he? Because you he was a it. great player for if you. What are you if, talking about? If they don't move. If they don't move, I think he would have kept Bill Belichick. No, I think that had run it. it, it I, I, the, I don't know. Yeah, I was young. This is a, this <laughs> I was is, young. This is a really complicated conversation to have because there's stadium deals involved, yep. and it goes far beyond just what if what if they never moved. Well, the reason they moved is because he was broke, mm-hmm. and he was broke in part because Dick Jacobs left and went to they built their own stadium. And he, he lost a little bit of revenue with that. He was just out of money. And, I mean, he had to take out a loan to pay Andre Risen's contract. He had to go to the bank and get a loan to pay. That's insane they for do. an NFL owner. He's the one guy in the NFL that, like, couldn't make money. So, if the Browns never leave, if the Browns don't move, well, then the Guardians probably move. The Indians are probably in Florida. If that whole ballot issue is, like, mm-hmm. there's this is just such a tangled web it's a great story it's a tangled conversation to have uh I mean, there was an opportunity at one time for them to build another multi-use stadium that was part of the discussion mm-hmm. and art wasn't interested and so i mean if if the browns never left if something got done where they were able to build a second stadium for them which they barely got gateway passed by the skin of their teeth mm-hmm. and the only reason they got gateway passed was because they brought the calves from Richfield and they gave them an unbelievable deal to get them out of Richfield because the mayor didn't want to do it for just a baseball stadium. The mayor, Michael White didn't care about sports. He didn't care about the stadium. But when you talk about bringing the arena downtown and concerts and, and the revenue that that would generate from having a downtown arena, 
Well, that's what brought the mayor on board with the plan. But in order to do that, you had to get the Cavs involved. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's such a mess of a conversation <laughs> of like, it's not as simple as what, what if the Browns never moved? And well, I don't so what if Art Modell had money? Well, I mean, if, if Art wasn't a horrible businessman, yeah, then yeah, I mean, Bill probably still gets fired. Because that, I mean, that decision was made. I don't know. That's a good point, though, because they went to Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. And they, like, want to start fresh. And yeah. They brought Ted Marshall-Broda in as the coach. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're here and you're invested, you have more time to say, okay, let's see this through a little more. I mean, because think about it. You had already got rid of Kozar. You had already got, you've already given the keys to Bill. And Bill, when you look at the staff, he had, uh, you know, put together. I mean, he had one of the best staff of young coaches to ever be assembled. Yeah. And if you look at it and you say, give it, give it a couple more years. And part of the reason it unraveled was because the news broke that the team was leaving. Yep, yep. And the whole thing just fell apart on him. So I, I, the question is, I guess what we extrapolate is, do you think they would have been more successful? Say again? If you, if you, if you give them time, they never leave. Do you think? They get because the question is, do they go get over the hump at some point? Well, if Ozzy's here, yeah, they probably if and there's no reason. To, I mean, if Ozzy went with Art to Baltimore, he surely would have had the job here. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think if I, Ozzy was really the architect for a yeah. lot of what they did, he, and Ozzy, so I look at it, Ozzy was pretty much the he was the guy. Like, um, if Bill is still here, who was the GM when Bill was here? Lombardi. Lombardi was at one point. I don't remember the exact like the, the last year. I don't know. I don't remember if it was Mike Lombardi or not because Billy Bill eventually got to the point where he had developed to a point where he, he was the general manager, um, the de facto general manager, the de facto head coach, the de facto defensive coordinator. I don't know if he would have had those same aspirations in Cleveland. Do you think eventually he would have said this was always always on his career path that he wanted to do to control Bill? Player, yeah, I think uh, any coach wants that once they once they garner the respect mm -hmm. and the credibility to do it. Everything every coach wants to the say so in in who you're acquiring and and where you're putting them. Yeah, it's it's a difficult question. That's some input. Um, coaches got input. Sure, but they ain't making the decision. Right. I can right. see. I, I I honestly, people say all the time. I can see why uh, Art Modell left. I can. Now look, <laughs> why you gotta say it like that? Because a lot of people think it's sacrilege to say like he should have never moved the Browns, should have never moved the team, blah blah blah. But you gotta look if at he it. He was broke. He had no choice. Like if you got, and plus you gotta look at it like this: if if I come in right and they say, "G. Bush, you know what? We doing negotiations with shoe contracts," and they say, "Listen, we gonna take care of Tyvis and we gonna take care of Jason." So Jason get the Balenciaga deal, and then Tyvis, <coughs> he comes in and he gets a Tom Ford deal. I'm like, oh, they doing a Man, designer up here. They winning. Then they come up and say, yo, uh, and they say, just hold on. We ain't got it in the budget yet, but you, we got some for you in the back. Okay, cool. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Wait to the top of the year, and they come out and be like, "Yeah, we got this Puma deal for you." <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. I'm hot. Now I'm hot. I'm, I'm hot. I'm, I'm. I don't even want to show why, up. No why? More. Why? Uh, because, bro, you gonna play me like that? Well, you, you wait a minute. It's Puma better deal. than. It's better than nothing. No, bro. And that's what the thing is. <laughs> it's better than nothing. When somebody said, well, <laughs> and "Nothing has ever turned out good." When somebody said it's better than having nothing, it is because. 
Then you just he, and then he that's why Art Modell was in his bag. They gave and when when these stadiums came so out, think said, about this. When 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 when, when uh, Jacobs Field came out, it was the talk of sports. Jason, they talked about how beautiful it was. It was a crown jewel, gateway. And then mm. Art Modell is sitting there, and he said, "Now look, at the time, if you think about it, the, if you flip it, the Guardians and they had never gave you nothing in terms of play. Like they've never given you anything as far bigger the playoffs." Art looking at it like this. I've been the man since 85. 86, That's true. 87, 88, 89. We was win like we 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 one win away. You know, like so now <laughs> and I'm my team playing in this dump. And it was trash too. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. You went? No. I went there. Did you go? No. Are you old enough to have been to the to the old Browns? Oh, I was there all the time. It was bad. It was bad. Dang. I was just pulling up the story that my, Zach Meisel and I wrote on this a couple of years ago. There was a toilet that leaked into Art Modell's office in the stadium. It's crazy. Dang. So, but, so, 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 the, so the, in, the Indians got a new stadium. The Cavs got a new stadium, and they weren't even supposed to be in it. But they, but the Browns get nothing. The Browns, and they, so that was, and then he's left holding the bag. It gets to be about ninety-five. What sport was more popular? This is was this back when baseball was America's. No, 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 no. Sport? This is still this is this is still NFL. The Browns at that time, I would say, were you you, you correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Browns at the time were one of the most popular teams in the league. Oh, for sure. And they, they couldn't get no money. Probably they they, they were. I'll go back to go back and watch. I don't want to say the arts credit, but on the from the Browns' perspective on this, they they warned the city and the county for over a year. Something has to be done with the with the stadium, and they didn't take it seriously. And they said the Browns will never move. Like, what are, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, that's and, and so. They didn't react until it was almost too late. From, I remember from the city side of things. I remember Michael White trying to stir up like it was weird because he was like putting a collection plate out, like he was doing weird stuff. Like he was like trying to it was but it, but he was trying to put the collection plate we out. We're gonna take the plate around one more time. Man, no, we're not. <laughs> Listen, you're supposed to have your stuff in order, bro. Like they got the collection plate. Obviously, the Browns had already had to move it in, in tow and ready to go, and then it was just like. It was like it kind of hit everybody and to you to what Jason was saying earlier in 95. Do you know they had started and I was one years old was one. It was crazy and I wasn't that old. Well, I was what, one 14, year, baby 95 one year. Yeah, <laughs> they um they started off that year. Well, I think they had they started off like four and one or something like they started off really good news broke. Went all to hell. Yeah. And like people, people were saying, I got to move. I, I'm trying to tell my wife, we, I got to move my kids. People trying to take their kids out of school. Like the fans is letting them. Like it, it was Wait just a minute. Mess. They tried to take their they kids out of school because the I'm Browns saying, moved? They, what the guys were saying, we got to move. Like, I got to get oh, my kids. Oh, you're talking about the players. 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 I just talking about like random nah, fans. I, I, like, like, they got to take their kids out of school, and it's just weird. Zach and I, when we wrote the story a couple years ago, Michael White would not return my calls. I reached out to him a couple times, the old Cleveland mayor. So Zach and I drove down to his winery in like Newcomerstown type area, mm -hmm. about an hour and a half from here. And he was very f polite and friendly until I introduced myself and told him who I was. And he basically said, finish your drink and get out. 
That's crazy. And Michael White would not talk to me about any of this. He had no interest in, in revisiting any of this. And, <coughs> and it was just, it's unfortunate the way the whole thing went down. Um, Art, like I said, Art was losing a ton of money to begin with. And then when he lost the, the, the Indians revenue mm-hmm. and the sweet holders, they all went to, J- to Jacobs field. They left him. He never dreamed that he would lose ticket revenue, but a lot of people that had suites businesses that had suites at old stadium left the Browns and went to Jacobs field and to, and to educate them a little bit. Sort of, it makes sense. Uh, what, what Jason's saying is art model. He was leasing those games out to use the facility well, to he, the Indians. Correct. The Indians were a tenant. Yeah. Gotcha. Art, art had the stadium corp deal. The Indians were a tenant basically to model and had to pay him rent. And then he lost that. And he lost the, people who chose basically to go with the Indians rather than stay with the Browns. So he ended up losing a lot of money, but he still kept trying to renovate that old stadium. Mm-hmm. And even business leaders were like, why are you trying to renovate this thing? Let's try and build a new stadium. Mm-hmm. But they barely got gateway passed. Yeah. I mean, barely got it passed. Mm. And the only reason they got it passed was because the guns agreed to bring the Cavs back. But they made an unbelievable deal for themselves. Wait, who who decided to read the games? The guns. The gun. Gordon Gunn. Oh, the okay. owner. The owner of the. What was the name the of his place? <laughs> Gun Arena. Yeah. The STD. And here we go. We just lost Tyus for six minutes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but Gordon Gunn negotiated an incredible deal because they so owned everything in Richfield. They owned the land, the building, all the parking. Everything. So the city of Cleveland had to make an unbelievable deal to get them to come back downtown. And that's the only reason Gateway passed. So so basically Gordon Gunn saved the Indians. So the Indians didn't leave. Gunn came back. And now you the only one left without a chair in this musical chairs is the Browns. And they got the good deals. And by the way, the people was burned out and we're not giving you no more tax money. Well, I, I'm about to say present day, they trying to get a new stadium and they ain't going for it. Well, and, and the mayor ain't moving. He said he ain't giving none of his public funding to y'all new stadium. Oh, you're talking present day. Yeah, yeah present yeah. day. As you, as you, present yeah. day, yeah. As you skip it forward and you it's pay been for it. 40 talking, years from now, the same thing. And is the going same, on. you got a shoddy stadium. <laughs> now, here's the problem. They got an owner that's richer than, than, right. than, than, I just, oh, I just stopped at Pilots. I just paid Deshaun Watson's contract. See, got some gas at Pilots. I was like, that's for Deshaun. This for D. Wyatt. Um, yeah. So we we didn't even Anthony. We didn't even get to the what we, if. Uh, what the, what we the, had another question. I think we can just move on to Guardians. That was great, guys. Uh, and we got to get the Guardians. What love. was the other uh, question? Oh, the drive. Yeah, we, we might do that. We we'll do say, we'll save that. Yeah. I'm in this seat for the next two days. We got stuff. Don't worry about it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I got, <laughs> Anthony got a bag. Oh, there ain't nothing. I got some in my back pocket. Sloppy Not sandwiches. even worried about it. But the MLB trade deadline is Tuesday, so Jason is here to educate us on the Guardians' top picks for all the casual baseball fans sitting on the panel and the producer who doesn't watch baseball very often. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they, I, they, I got ain't answer. nothing to talk about. Like I think, th- so I'm, I'm convinced any move that the Guardians would possibly make absolutely makes no sense. Um, you can't trade Bieber; that moves off the table. Um, are you close enough that you can go out and get a significant bat or a significant arm to put you over the top? No, I believe there's nobody out there like that on the market. Do you want to give up some of your guys that are 
uh, your top pitching prospects, Allen, Bybee, uh, Williams. No, you're not going to give those guys up. Um, and you don't have enough places right now for you to even r really play anybody that you would go out and get. If you're not going to remove Rosario to get uh, you know him off a shortstop, you, you have Gonzalez. You're not bringing him up. So I don't know what move really makes sense, Jason. You may get a couple minor leaguers for Rosario. You might get. Uh, Maybe you don't know. You know what move makes sense. Which one? The one Amani that involves. Otani. <laughs> <laughs> the one that involves Otani. Otani only wants to play with Imani one Otani person. And the MLB oh. and the Guardians just so happened to that have sounds, that guy. That actually sounds like a, like a Hindu deity. Imani I'm, Otani. I'm going to start freaking yeah. Advil when I got to YouTube with Imani Otani over here. Oh, my just God. Just saying, when, uh, when Imani Bates become the future of the Cleveland Cavaliers and he makes us forget about Donovan Mitchell. I was, I was going to do that yesterday, sure but it was too would. fresh. I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even do it. I said yeah, no. You think... Earl think Donovan Mitchell had a season, the best cast season. He ain't seen Imani Bates play yet. He made it to 12:58 yesterday, and G mentioned Imani Bates, and I thought, I said, oh, we almost made it through a whole show without G mentioning Imani Bates. <laughs> almost, almost. That gonna happen. 12:58. Got him. But no, I think that I think if the Guardians are trying to get something, it's only two spots. That to me, I think that they still need an outfielder that can hit because. I know how we feel about Miles Straw, and he's okay. been, he's been, you know, he's but been Miles Straw. so you, yeah, so you can get somebody that can hit and produce some home runs later in that lineup, or our bullpen hasn't been that great this season either. So I wouldn't be opposed to them getting somebody that you can throw in there and getting that rotation as well, because this bullpen went from being the strength of the team to questionable. I'm talking it up. I don't think I, I, I'm just talking up. Y'all didn't play well this year. I catch you. Talk about the bullpen or you talking no, about the, guard? the whole squad? <laughs> the whole team. There's nothing to do. when they lost to the Royals two days ago. I, I, I really took my hat off and said I might not wear it. No more. This is <laughs> this is a shame, man. This, this is bad. Well, there the standings say they're still in it. Our eyes and reality tell us that they're not yeah, With all the pitching injuries that they've had. The bullpen's a disaster. The lineup has been a little bit better in spots, but I, I just don't see like you can go a couple different directions with this. You can go like a rental type of route. And oh, you talking and, about get Otani? I'm not talking about it. I swear I thought Ohtani. you was, I thought I had you on board. No, go ahead. but uh, you know, someone like a Mark Canna from the Nets or Cody Bellinger from the Cubs is the type of guy a little bit higher priced fills an immediate need. There's no question, but it's probably a one year type thing. I think Bellinger has a mutual option for next year. Canna has an option for next year, about $12 million. It's just not – he's a bat, but I don't know that this is a franchise in position to be paying right. that type of money next year. Bellinger's been great the last couple of weeks. He's really gotten hot. Um, you could plug him into any spot in the outfield. He's I like a former I like MVP. Cody Bellinger. Uh, he, but he's probably going to go for – he's going to command quite a bit because he's probably one of the best bats on the market. I would rather see the Guardians go a different route and – go after a Dylan Carlson from the Cardinals, a Joe Adele type from the Angels. These are guys who That's the wrong angel though. It is not the wrong angel. It's the type of and, and like so Dylan is the type of guy who still has three years of control up to 24 switch hitting outfielder. He's forced out of a spot former top prospect in all of baseball and it just hasn't clicked for him yet. Um, but the Cardinals are an organization that famously has given up on outfielders and hasn't been able to figure it out. They had Randy Rosarina and Adalas Garcia in their system mm. at one time. 
So, and they've got this glut of outfield guys. Uh, I know we had, who did you have on the list? We were talking before the show. I think you had Lars on the list um, of, of Cardinals players, but I, I think it's a little bit more realistic for them to move on from a guy like Dylan Carlson now that they're healthy in the outfield and he just doesn't have a, a chance for every day at bats. And Joe Adele in, 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 with the Angels is very much in the same boat where it's a guy who is a former top prospect in all of baseball. He's got a ton of power, a little bit of Oscar Gonzalez to him. He's undisciplined. Oh, He's got 200 strikeouts, I think. I'll so why, so why, what do you mean you take it? it? You got that in the mind. I, I, I would have brought him up. I'll take it because you, if you got a bunch of – I need somebody being aggressive. Like, well, it, well it, bring it, the dude. You ain't got to trade for. He right down you, there you in Columbus. You can't have five guys like that, but you can have one. That, that, come on. Well, Adele's hit 23 home runs this year in AAA. Now the AAA league that he plays in, it's inflated. What does what does Oscar have? I don't know what his numbers are. I mean, he's been he's been great the last couple of weeks. But they, but him and him and somebody up for, uh, Tito well, don't get along or something. No, like that? I don't think it's that he and Tito. I think that the organization just doesn't have a lot of trust in his swing. I do think that he'll. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks we're never going to see Oscar Gonzalez in That's Cleveland. That's what a again. lot of people feel. And part of me feels like, well, you can't keep running out what you what you're running out there now. So you have to try something different. She's just not that into you. You keep asking this girl over and over over. You want to go on a date, and she says yes, and then she finds something that she has to do. Oh, my mom told me I wanted to. Uh, we were supposed to mow the lawn. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, my, I was supposed to help my friend get a wedding dress. You'd be like, hold on. Well, see, no, no, see, uh, why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? I, I'm just asking myself. <laughs> the reality of the situation is Oscar Gonzalez is waiting down there, and Tito keep telling him, I was going to bring you up, but Will Brinson asked me out first. So, like, like, so. Wait, and, Will Brendan was, is all right. Now, don't do that. No, no, he, Will is my guy, but at the end of the day, I mean, is he really, like, at some point, I, I just want, I just want regular players. Listen. I, we, we got, we got medium players. Are they going to make the playoffs this no. year? If they ain't going to make the playoffs, then who cares? I, I just think it's <laughs> worth trying to pursue guys with multiple years of control. I don't know that what a rental is going to, what, who you referring to? Uh, the, the, I know the, you ain't the, referring to who I think you're talking about. Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's not even logical <laughs> on any level. That is not logical. Why you keep falling for that? He, he said, "Who like who?" Amani Bates will start Every an time. opening night at small forward. Yeah, like, before the Guardians trade for Shohei Otani. Okay. Can I ask you guys an interesting question? Do you want the Guardians to make the playoffs this year with the way they're playing? That it's nice. Of course, like it, if they don't make, it'll be a shame. It's a shame that if they can't make the playoffs. Like, you, you always want bad. your team to make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. If you, if fall baseball is terrific. Yeah, I. Jacobs Field, Progressive Field, whatever you want to call it, when it's packed, is electric for, yeah. for postseason. There's nothing like it. It's tremendous. I like it. I just don't know how realistic it is. You know how do And you if understand? it's worth pursuing and at the cost of what? Like, I'd, I want to see move on from Ahmad Rosario in the next couple of days just to open up shortstop, just to start looking at some of these other guys. You, you want to give up that clutch hit in that ES? I'd have no problem giving up Ahmad Rosario <laughs> for whatever. He's not going to command a lot in value. But you're freeing up the spot because you have to have some sort of idea going into next year who your shortstop is. Mm -hmm. He's the leader of this team. Ahmed Rosario? Uh, <laughs> the clubhouse <laughs> loves him. I've said it a hundred times. That's what I'm saying. They but, love him. but between Rocchio, Arias, I mean, at one time it was supposed to be Arias. Arias was supposed to be that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. But he can't hit. I, I, and I, I don't get the feeling that they are totally sold on Rocchio yet. 
of Tyler Freeman is still there. Could you play Freeman at second, slide Jimenez to short? But you you got to get Rosario out of the way before you can start answering some of those questions. And, and, Every time they want to get rid of him, he come up to the plate and hit a clutch hit. What would you what would you say? What would you say uh, on the field are, are premier positions like third base? I, like to me, it's like shortstop and center field, right? Third what do you base. mean by premier? Like okay, you like you need like a wing, like you say, a wing defender in basketball. That's a three and D guy linked to play defense. So in baseball, when you're setting up your team, you have to be strong defensively up the middle. That's number one catcher shortstop center field. Like those three spots, you've got to be sound defensively or you have no chance. So if you look at it, if you say catcher shortstop, or if you're going to go with Piazza catcher, a guy who can't, you better be a hall of fame hitter. Okay. But ideally you want to be strong defensively right up the middle catcher shortstop and center. field. And so when I look at those, those positions, you look at some of the greats, like uh, you know, guys that are like Griffey, or you got guys like A. Rod or shortstop. Man, that might be our weakest position. Say those are all, those are all weakest positions. <laughs> no, I said defensively. You want to be strong up the middle defensively. Catcher, shortstop, center field. Now center field, obviously with Miles. I mean, Miles is really good. Yeah. Yeah, this is shortstop field. Ahmed is very average. He's gotten better. Yeah, but he's average. Gener- generally speaking, and right? Bo Naylor, we just don't take know a yet. look at the the like. When I look at center fielder, center fielder to me is like, okay, he's the third hitter, fourth hitter, somewhere in that. He's not. A, he's not a two way. He he, he defend defense. No, he's not. So <laughs> yeah. Rosario, you got a shortstop. I need my shortstop to be premier. I need him to hit. He come through. I need him to sit steal bases and be. Now he ain't. Blow. He ain't stealing no bases. Usually, but. first base and left field is where you can hide guys that aren't great defensively. Right field, you want somebody with a really strong arm to make the throw throw from the corner to third base. Or, you know, you put the strongest arm traditionally in right field, your best athlete, obviously, in center field, and then you can hide a guy in left field if you need to. Uh, first base is where you can hide guys occasionally, you know, that aren't the greatest defenders. That's just the basics of how you build a team. See, I, I, we hide guys in every position in outfield. <laughs> we hide you in the lineup. No, really, I'm not hiding. Oh, like, do that. You hide, don't you do that. Like, don't you, do that. I, I just don't. You making it worse than what it is. You oh, making no, it sound way no, worse no. than what it actually is. They are watchable, <laughs> and I like because they're watchable because they're a likable group of guys. We like going to the ballpark, um, but for any serious baseball guy, if you talk to them, they they know they don't have a shot as constituted, and and I don't know if it's so. Do you think that's their philosophy, or it's just they have swung and missed on some of the people that they thought were going to upgrade? Well, they've swung and missed for sure. Like, they've made a lot of bad decisions. We've talked about it. Like, moving on from Nolan Jones and Will Benson right now look like mistakes. But part of that was because the 40-man roster and the way it was constructed, and they had to make decisions on some of those guys. <coughs> um, but they need two new corner outfielders. I'd love to see Quan in center field. Brendan is the fourth outfielder. And Miles Straw, I don't know what you do with it at this point. But uh, they, they've – are you going to find two corner outfielders in the next couple of days? Probably not. Um, certainly not. I mean, if we're talking for the Mark Canna conversation or, you know, some, someone like a, who's a rental, who's an upgrade, but not a dramatic upgrade. Those are the type of moves that they have shied away from in the past mm-hmm. because they would rather get a look at their own guys. So then get a look at your own guys and get Oscar back up here. Uh, I'd make a move for a Dylan Carlson or a Joe Adele or someone like that, who it's, it's a prospects for prospects type deal. 
possibly. Maybe it's a, a sell move with Savali. If the Angels decide that they're going to stay in this now and go for it, you know, Adele becomes a little bit more available now because now you're trying to build pieces around Otani and Trout and what you've got there. And that may be a move. I think our Ken Rosenthal, somebody just wrote it a couple of days ago that the, the Angels seem to be making now more calls in terms of being a buyer rather than a seller. Mm -hmm. So a lot of teams will take this right up until the last couple of days. Um, I just, I think it's more than likely. I just think it's a, a situation where the guardians probably just stand pat. I just don't know that there's anything out there. Like, so Chris, they do what they always do. No, they're usually pretty aggressive around the trade deadline. They are, but I know they, an aggressive I, move they can make. Oh Lord. <laughs> I just don't know that this year it makes a lot of sense. I think Chris Antonetti won at MLB radio and said they may look for an outfield type of bat at a low, I, I'm guessing it would be at a low cost. Uh, it's this just it feels like a lost year for a lot of reasons. What, okay, what? Okay, so not Shohei. All right, I, I understand that that's blasphemy. Manny Machado. All right, we can't gonna, afford Manny Machado. <laughs> we're going to go. Uh, we're going to. was a baseball segment today, everybody. Yeah. Anthony has a poll for us uh, as we uh, transition from time. <laughs> this is trade machine. Yeah, whenever we do a poll. It is brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. In all locations of PCC Airfoils in Menor, Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, get great benefit package, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So, guys, we got a poll out here for who we thought in the production team were going to be the top four uh, targets for the Guardians, and we wanted to see what the people thought about and who they wanted the most. Out of Lars Newtbar, Mark Mc Mark Canan, and Taylor Mark Ward. Canna. What was that? Mark Canna. I'm, yeah. I like Canan better. The headphone <laughs> echo is really killing me back here. Ryan Ryan McMahon ran uh, one with 40% from the Rockies. Well, McMahon's an infielder. I don't know where he really fits. He's uh, Primarily a third baseman, he could play over in the infield. I guess maybe you move him to second, slide Jimenez to short. They need more outfielders than infielders. But McMahon probably is going to get dealt. Yeah, uh, good power. From Colorado. Uh, yeah, we, we'll, we, you know he has decent power. I'll take that. Um, actually, be true. I need an outfielder. I don't like that. Um, we got what? Twelve forty? We, we it's twelve forty, and I have been waiting for this all day. So up next, what is wrong we with have, you? <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Tyvis's softball package. Listen, this is the first for us. It's an imposter. That's my twin brother that was out yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll let the people decide. We're gonna play this package here, Steve. When you're ready, <clears throat> you can take it, and we are gonna just let our package speak. speak uh, we're gonna let our video speak for itself. Oh yeah. Let's get into this one. Yeah. Yeah. I need that. Mm. Listen. Yeah. This is an imposter. I heard Tyvis Powell can beat Michael Jordan one on one. <laughs> I also heard that he can strike out Babe Ruth left-handed. They say that boy Tyvis Paul. They say that boy can turn water into wine. No boy. <laughs> I'm hearing from pretty good reliable sources that the signs in Columbus, rather than saying welcome to Columbus, they say welcome to Powell Town. Hi, my name is Sink Nub. Is Tyvis Powell the greatest athlete to ever walk the face of the earth? This is UCSS Investigates. Man. 
What's going on? It's your boy Typhus Powell, man. And what y'all about to find out today, have you heard of Bo Jackson? Oh, you ain't you ain't seen nothing until you see me in action. Ken Griffey the third in live effect. I'm going to yard every time I touch the plate. Book it. It's like my glove too small now. So like I feel like my hand got bigger. I made a mistake not wearing glasses because that sun is right there. Now it ain't crazy enough to stop me from catching the ball, because that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna catch it. Oh! Man, I'm all. Look at this ball. I got my drops out the way. Oh, 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 that's I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, shit. I got it, I got it. That's a damn shame. It's a damn shame. A question in my athleticism. It's hard to run full speed and get the ball at the same time. So it was a mistake, man, you know? The thing about it is, right now, I'm so rock bottom in this game that there's nowhere for me to go but up. Tyvis was a defensive player in the NFL, but on the diamond, he's known for his offense. I've never batted lower than fourth in my life. I'm swinging for the fence. They talking about just get on base. I'm going for it all. You know, I'm going to go out here and hit these, these home runs, and they're going to realize they made a mistake, you know? Next year, there's no doubt that I'm going to be fourth. As for the question of whether or not Tyvis truly is the GOAT, well, I think we can finally put this one to bed. I should have waited. I gotta wait on my pitch. <laughs> She's like, get that. I'm Sink Nub, and this is UCS Investigates. <laughs> oh my god. So you so, grounded into a listen, double play? Listen, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I can I tell my story? Can I tell my story? Thank you. Thank you, Steve. So it's a lot that goes into which one you want to hear about first. That's fly ball. Okay. I'm gonna start calling you DP instead of TP. Why so, he so, had two hands up like he was <laughs> look, look, look. So the fly ball is this, all right? So he hits it, right? And it's lit, it's right behind second base. So it's like close. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm the second baseman gonna get it because I'm deep in the outfield, all right? So I come up there and I'm flying and I see three bodies, you know, coming in my peripheral. So I'm looking at the ball, I see the three bodies, and ain't nobody saying that. So I'm like, well, I guess I got it. I didn't put the brakes on. Like, I, I, I ran past where the ball was going to drop because I was just moving. You know, when you run four, when you run four, four, you know, you just can't just stop on a dime. So, I, yeah, see that? I flew, I ran past where the ball was going to be. So that's what happened there. But as far as the bat goes, so this is. This what happened with the bat. So they had me batting like tenth, oh right? God. It was like fifteen people in the thing. So it was like, I, oh, I'm batting tenth. I can't breathe. And I'm anxious. I ain't been able. I, I've been ready to hit, but I, ain't, you know, so <laughs> I get up to the plate. So Listen, anxious. I get up to the plate, and I should have waited for my pitch, <laughs> but I couldn't wait. Like I just couldn't. Like I was ready to get it because I wanted to send this hey, ball. Yeah. And the pitch was so bad. Can I see you swing? Like I'm leaning back. I'm swatting so at the thing. Anxious. It was just 
I wasn't anxious, and I only got one time at bat, so it really is it, slanted. Like the whole video is slanted because I only had one opportunity to catch a ball. I only had one bat, so like you know what I'm saying? It ain't fair. It's not fair. It's really not fair. <laughs> I've never seen this dude play. make so many excuses. It ain't, it ain't, no, it ain't <laughs> fair. What? He got a it ain't, for everything. It right ain't now. fair. Is it fair that I only got one can opportunity? You, uh, can you wait for a pitch in play? <laughs> yeah, you can wait. You can you can sit up there and take 30 pitches until you wait get the one you want. Show that one more. The first base coach was absolutely <laughs> disgusted. Who was that? <laughs> Cardio. He was Your t- He was thoroughly disgusted with listen, you. Listen. Watch, watch the first Space coach, <laughs> watch Cardell in this. Good too. Look, uh, I I've been hitting the weights. Albert Bell is who I was trying to be like. You know, uh, it did, it just didn't go that way. You know. Well, my throat is sore from laughing. Listen, look, the whole gang. Look, you see that? I'm lean right, back. It was watch Cardell. Watch Cardell on the right side. Watch Cardell. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, he was disgusted because he said right before I walked out, he said. Just get on base. I don't need you swinging for the fence. I need you getting on base. So what happened is, <laughs> see what happened. So was. what happened was, after we had that conversation, they walked up to me with the microphone and they like, "What are your plans?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I ain't no punk. What you talking? Get on, get on. But like, that's a given. Like, I getting on base <laughs> was the last. Not. It was the last thing on my mind. I wasn't even thinking. Well, I base. guess it should have been the first. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. So y'all act like y'all just perfect. Look, I never said that I was perfect. I never came on this show and said that I, I was perfect. I feel like we can go through the records and find somewhere How did where you, you say not you're perfect. Beat that out? I'm not perfect. How did you not beat that? He Omar scaled you, bro. So, so I didn't beat it out. You know how when you hit it. <laughs> you know how when you when you make contact with the ball okay, with the go. baseball, right? You, I watched where it went, and I was so defeated that it didn't go the way I – because in my mind, I played this over like 12 times before I got to the plate. Like, I pointed – look, I got up to the – pointed out where it was going to go and everything. And when it didn't do that, I was so defeated that I forgot to run the first base. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. Who was the shortstop? Who, t- who turned it on you? I think it was a D- – it was an offensive line. It might have been an oh. offensive line. Defensive lineman. Lineman, it was a lineman for sure. What was a that lineman turned turn two on you? Yeah, yeah. That looked like Kirk that, Coleman. That, that, they, but see, they work out every day. Look at it. That's moving. Kirk Coleman or that. something. Look at that. Boom. And he had the leg kick. You out of here. And Cardell's on. <laughs> Cardell can't talk because when his his we listen. So 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 let me get y'all the whole thing. So yeah, my I was bad. I was bad. But this is the thing. We scored one run as a team. Like so, everybody was bad. The final score was five. It, it finished because they had like these, these uh, minor leaguers come in and they was just hitting home runs and every home run counted to your total score. So like the the score ended up being like nineteen to fourteen or something like that, nineteen fifteen or something like that. But they only scored five and we only scored one. So it's not like Bro, I'm the only. We only crazy. we went through our lineup maybe once. I didn't even get to me again. So you also, you say you was you was going against Verlander. Okay. Yeah, man. No, this, 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 that right there, that was the big unit up there. I don't know what you're talking what about. Was that, what was that for? What Cardell was throws a charity softball game for the Buckeye Cruise for cancer, so oh, it raises okay. money for the for the yeah. James Cancer Research. It's been going on. That was year six. 
That was my third time playing in it. The first year I went yard. Last year, I didn't go yard. I went one for two and I got on base. This year, it just it didn't go. Well. <laughs> it was not it, your it, day. Yeah, no. Nah. And you know what? This is the sickest part about it. And I, I hate this. Is, so the next day, I'm sore after this. I wake up the next day. You know, my wife, y'all know. So y'all out there that, as married, y'all know that y'all significant other is y'all biggest hater, right? Yeah. So my wife was like, I ain't even going to say nothing to you because you already know how pitiful that is. <laughs> so, so, I, so I had to hear it from her. But this is the worst part about it. It wasn't the fact that I missed the fly ball. It wasn't the fact that I went 0 for 1 for the plate. The worst part about all of this is I didn't care. And that that tells a lot about because me being the competitive person I am, it said it speaks volumes when I didn't even care. I don't care. You're growing up. I don't even care. You're growing it's up. Sad. I don't even know who I am because I should really feel I it, it would have been a point in my life where if this would have happened to me, I would have told them to hit me 20 fly balls after this game. <laughs> I would have stood at that plate and took a hundred swings, but I didn't care. Gee, this is a shame. I ain't even 30 yet, and I hey, don't care. Growing up, we got more important things to worry about. <laughs> I've already used my energy laughing. Anthony, what do we have left? All right, so guys, we got 10 minutes left. Do you guys want to do final takes, or do you guys want to hear some shark facts? Shark, shark facts. facts. Shark facts. All right, so Steve, if you want to take uh, top five here, we'll get this started. This is my top five most terrifying sharks. It's Shark Week. I did some research for about 15 minutes this morning. So uh, we'll, we'll take them here. Solid 15. Top five. I put a mu as much effort into this top five as Tyvis did into his swing. <laughs> I got, listen, I got. Listen, wait a minute. The swing was great. I hit two in bat and practice. I hit two home runs. I sh I took four swings. Two of them went over the That's fence. I put the bat down. That was undocumented shark week. Okay. Uh, so McNuggets is there. We'll yeah, McNuggets isn't <laughs> here right now to talk about it. He's upstairs hiding from all of us. So number five is our tiger shark. Okay. So some fun facts about the tiger shark. He can grow up to 18 feet long. Can get 2,000 pounds. They eat basically everything, including other sharks, and they live off coastal waters, so they're not <laughs> far from humans. Never, never trust something that, eat, that will eat his own kind. <laughs> Don't trust the it. tiger shark. That's crazy. I, the other sharks. You know too? what the crazy thing is? I have no aspirations to be anywhere where sharks can be. But that's because it's innate to our genes. But people be out there surfing and all kind of stuff. Not us. <laughs> Jason, you a surfer? <laughs> Do I look like a surfer? Would you ever want I think to? I, would, I think I would go dive for sharks. I'll represent the white population. You want to go dive go with sharks? sharks? Do you, yeah. Do you I've seen them. Have you seen oh, I, I, cool. I got a friend of mine who... I mean, we used to be friends. That that's what she loved to do was get in a cage and go down and... Has she seen dive. 47 meters down? I don't know, but she loves. Is that the sharks. name of the movie? I don't even know what that I'm, is. Where, the, where they, they get in the cage I'm cool. and they drop down. I'm cool. And then the, the oh, shark, the, the shark getting like bangs the cage and knocks it open. Well, sure, there's that. No, nah, <laughs> ain't none of that. I ain't doing that. No, I'm not. I, I, if is, I can't walk, I ain't going. White people do do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we do do some Thank you. Hey, listen, <laughs> we had we had shout out to my brother. Uh, uh, brother Jason for coming uh, forward and stepping forward talking for his community. Well, I walked in and said, are we doing the Oreo today or what? Black people will not get eaten by, we do eat Oreos. Go ahead. All right, so number four is a shark I'd never heard of before until today. It's called the Megamouth Shark. It's not terrifying in practice, but it looks really creepy. 
Uh, it can grow up to about 23 feet long, get 2,700 pounds. Uh, it eats mostly plankton, but it still also lives uh, very close to the coast. So if you run into one of those, I'm running. Are you saying that they won't really eat people? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think so. We, they we don't know that for sure. I, I'm not. I, I tell you, I, yeah, I'm not gonna find out. I, you, you're not gonna experiment why don't, why don't you with go me. Talk to them? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, right. after after what that thing that just did that might, that, after that submarine incident, I don't even, I ain't want to get on no boat. Man. I'm cool. That's did true. you see the movie I, Open Water? That no. one will freak you out. Oh, what happened in that? The white people. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> go scuba diving. <laughs> yeah, and they come back up, and the boat's gone. Yes. I, just, uh, oh my God. True story. It was at nighttime. No, it's dope. Oh my God. In the middle of the ocean. Go watch. Oh my God. Go watch. You talk about. You talk about scared. Go watch. And it does not have a good ending. Oh my God. It's like the one. Like if you watch the. Into the wild. What's the name of it? Open water. I will go watch that. Go watch open water. There, there's a there's a movie Into the Wild about this kid who just goes off. He's smart. He go leaves college. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh seen Oh God, it. listen. It, and it ends. I like movies that end bad. Like, don't try to give people false security that if you take your dumb ass out in the water, you won't be eaten too. You will all my attention. You can get eight two sharks. They don't they don't communicate via the internet. Like, let them slide. There was a shark. We went to. Uh, Destin last year for vacations for the full tour of Panhandle. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Great spot. Navarre Beach. We were in Navarre Beach. And a couple weeks ago, there was a shark at Navarre Beach, like right where we were last year. It was just a couple weeks ago. It's like, just wow, chilling. We were just there. Just, just hanging out. Just swimming. Did he kill somebody? Swimming with the peeps. Was he swimming with the peeps? <laughs> no, uh, no. See, <laughs> see, here's the thing. I'll, I'll go like snorkeling with sharks in the really shallow what is, water. What is Hold on. Wrong with I you? don't mess with the woods. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> I, I don't mess with the woods. As long as it ain't no bears out there, I, I, I'm bears good. Bears are always there. Did I when I ain't going there. Listen, I'm not a I'm not a nature guy, you know. Here's, the bears are nowhere out there. I don't want to go camping. I don't want to go scuba diving. I don't want to do none of that. Did I ever tell you about the time I went snorkeling, almost drowned snorkeling and wound no. up on a boat full of Mexicans that didn't speak English? What? <laughs> Story. Why would you? True story. Well, first of all, that's your fault. <laughs> that's first part. Of there's your, your final fault. take. That, you <laughs> said. Yeah, that that that's yeah. just like, bad. I wound up planning. on a boat full of Mexicans that didn't speak English in Mexico. So how did they save you? I was just, I was wait I was just like this. We just bobbing up and down. They were looking at me, and I was looking at them, and nobody <laughs> said a word. I didn't speak Spanish, and they didn't you, speak you English. Got, you didn't. You, so you didn't. I give knocked the kid the off the ladder to get on the boat. I'm like, if you <laughs> dumbass over here. With that boat, can you <laughs> be up out of the water? So we got a problem. Thirty seconds. I'll, I'll condense this down to thirty seconds. We were in. Uh, where were we? In Mexico. Where were we? Um, Cancun. Cancun. We were in Cancun. I knew it. And we're snorkeling in Cancun. My wife and I are snorkeling in Cancun. I think this was like 2016. And I hadn't eaten anything all day, and I was hot. I was starving. And they said, "Okay, well now we're gonna." And like. We get to this boat to go snorkeling. We had, it was the whole thing was shady, and they jump on this <laughs> other boat and they get the snorkeling gear, and I'm like, well, there's no way that's clean, and they hand it to us like nobody can speak English, and we're out on this boat with like all these people from around the world, and this boat takes us out. And they said, all right, jump, okay, snorkel, okay, we're gonna swim like all the way over here now, and the water is like 40 feet deep. Like this is not your normal snorkeling experience, and I just started oh. going, and we had life jackets on, but the life jacket was too big, and I start going down. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to die in Mexico snorkeling. This is how I'm going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife was a lifeguard. 
And she came over and she's like, I could save you. I'm like, no, save yourself. We have children at home. They can't be parentless. I'm just going to die here. You go save your. And she's like, you're she's really like, she's overreacting. Like, yeah, here, here. It was scary in the moment. It was scary. So, so you didn't want to be manhandled so, by your wife. Our, <laughs> That's what it was. He ain't want nobody to get him on field. So his wife. So the boat took off. Our boat took off. And I found this other boat. So I'm swimming over this other boat. I'm like, oh, that's the one I'm going to. And there's this kid coming up the ladder. And I knocked him off the ladder. I climb up the boat. And I'm sitting there. So she swims to our boat. And all the other people are like, where's your husband? She's like, I don't know. And she goes, are, they go, are you going to go get him? I'm like, I don't know. So our boat finally circled back around. And I had to jump off the, the, the Mexican's boat and swim across the, the water back into our boat. It was humiliating. It was well, horrible. Yeah, that's right there is why I'm good. All right, so we got, we got to fly through these All right, ones. Sorry. That story was definitely was worth it. Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. Number three, great white shark. It's not actually as scary as it looks, even though it can get to 6,000 pounds. Uh, it gets a bad rap because of jaws. They're not aggressive sharks. They only hunt opportunistically, which means like if you're just laying there, they'll take you. But... It's you just uh, happen you, in the water you, swimming, you believe you. that if you want to. I'm, yes, not, I'm not doing that. No. Number two, creepiest shark I've ever seen, <laughs> goblin shark. They don't even know anything about it. It lives at the bottom of the ocean. It can unhinge its entire jaw when it eats. Oh, I Lord. don't want to ever encounter one. I'd shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, this thing is horrifying. I'd and then number it. one is might be the scariest on this list. Hammerhead. <laughs> They're known to be friendly to Bengal cats for whatever reason. They're found primarily in Northeast Ohio, and they will attack at any mention of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! The bullshit. And you, and that actually is a great. Yeah, one. that's a great one, by the way, man. Listen, uh, that's a funny, really funny show today, man. What do you got? Who we got left? Uh, that was it for me. We're going to have uh, – we have no guests tomorrow, but we're going to preview our post-game uh, show panel tomorrow. We got G, Mike, and Earl out there with me producing. And then tonight we've got Behind the Glass at 7.15. You can come check out Mike, Earl, and I live on the UCSS, and we're going to talk about some contracts for the NFL. All right. Well, until we can get back to that, make sure you go check them out. Give them like – I'll be in the comment section over there looking, checking y'all out. Make sure you check it at UCSS. Subscribe to that so you can get that on when they come out. In overtime, do we have a great topic? Are we doing fan questions or what are we doing in overtime? That's a great question. I got to come up with something for overtime. <laughs> overtime? We forgot you didn't have it. But <laughs> we'll talk about my snorkeling experience. Yes, we can talk about all the things Jason has done that black people won't do. <laughs> <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.